Healthcare issues. Healthcare at the end of life can involve acute care, such as in-hospital ICU or palliative care unit, residential care, such as long-term care homes and detached hospice care, or home-based community care, depending on the circumstances and person's wishes. Navigating end-of-life care can be very difficult, so ensuring the person has an advocate to help them make informed decisions or decisions for them is very important. BC has a wealth of resources available for palliative care services, including an after-hours palliative nursing support and financial support for those receiving home health services. Each health authority has its own services. The Canadian Virtual Hospice is a helpful resource for all things hospice and palliative care related, in accessible language and website features. This website provides one-on-one -on -one support for people with serious or terminal illness, their loved ones, and health professionals under the Ask a Professional feature. In the Index section of their website, they discuss topics from what to expect with certain illnesses, medications and nutrition, communication, decision-making, emotions, and spirituality. That includes non-religious people too. Managing symptoms, preparing for death and grief and loss. The website also has specific sections for young people facing advanced illness, children's grief, and culturally specific discussions of care. As with all healthcare in BC, free provincial language service translators are available to you and your healthcare team at any time, in person or telehealth. It's important that you or your loved ones fully understand the information given by doctors and nurses, so in some cases, professional translators from these services may be required instead of a family member or a friend. Medical assistance in dying, also known as MAID, to die with dignity. We advocate for this cause and reduction of barriers associated with it. MAID is federally legalized, but each provincial health authority has its own steps for processing a request. Medical assistance in dying has been legal in Canada since 2016. Legislation, including eligibility and criteria, are changing. The changing criteria is expected to be as follows. To receive medical assistance in dying, a patient must meet all of the following criteria as determined by two independent assessors, who is either a nurse practitioner or a physician. They must be at least 18 years old, be eligible for publicly funded healthcare services in Canada, be informed of means available to relieve suffering, request assistance without pressure or influence from anyone else, have a grievous or irremediable medical condition, illness, disability, or disease, that and are suffering intolerably, and your condition cannot be reversed. There are safeguards to ensure individuals make free and informed decisions to request made, but sometimes these may also serve as barriers. These are expected to change frequently as made grows in Canada, but issues like the introduction of advanced consent, also known as an advanced directive, the elimination of 10-day waiting period for reasonably foreseeable deaths, and expanded witness criteria that enables faster submission of the records, supports an ethical, person-centered approach to healthcare. BCHA supports efforts to increase community health services so that seniors and people with disabilities can receive the in-home support they require. Access to MAID is never a substitute for promoting the quality of life of vulnerable groups, and their well-being must come first. As previously discussed, 
access to MAID is limited based on the institution's religious affiliations. This in itself contradicts the secular mandate of Canada's care system and places unfair burdens on dying people, in particular, having to seek an alternate location within which to receive MAID or not be able to receive it at all due to the institution's religious affiliations. In some communities, the only facility available may be faith-based and does not facilitate MAID. If this is the case, you will need to advocate for yourself to receive the care you have a right to. The first available bed policy is no longer in place, but you may be offered a bed in a place that is not your first choice. If you decline the bed, you do not go to the bottom of the list for a place in a new facility, but unfortunately, you will not receive the care you require. Alternatively, some people may choose to take that bed and request to be transferred to a different facility at the time of their assisted death. You can also receive an assisted death within your home. Your local health authority can help you coordinate this. In one troubling example, the Delta Hospice Society voted to enshrine Christianity into their mandate and ban made from the hospice premises. There have also been reports that the applications of local, non-Christian dying people were rejected to receive their hospice services. In a move that was applauded by the BCHA, the province cut $1.5 million in funding to Delta Hospice as they no longer provided a necessary service to their patients. It is imperative that all facilities offering end-of-life care must offer MAID to put the needs and rights of their patients above the religious beliefs of the institution. It may seem strange that people in Canada can now plan the end of their life, but families whose loved ones have had their wish fulfilled have expressed many benefits from the process. If you have family or friends who are not supportive of your choice to request a medically assisted death, you do not need to share this with them. Your healthcare providers will not tell them, but note that on the death certificate, it will read medically assisted death. The first step to applying for a medically assisted death is to submit a written patient request record with the help of your local health authority. They will help you coordinate the next steps, including planning your assessments. Assessments are meetings between the assessor slash provider, a nurse practitioner or physician, and you to determine your eligibility for an assisted death. You don't need to do anything in the assessments besides be honest and open about your illness. These meetings can take place wherever you are, including your home, acute care, residential care, or over video chat. It can take a few days to begin assessment meetings, so begin your patient request record earlier than later if you plan to make a request for an assisted death. Soon, people with reasonably foreseeable death will also be permitted to make an advance directive so that if your mental status declines on the day of your planned death, it may continue without your final consent. There are two methods of an assisted death in Canada, the oral method and the intravenous method. The oral method is best for people who prefer to be the ones to provide the assisted death for themselves. The provider and support nurse will prescribe you three medications. If someone has difficulty swallowing, an occupational therapist can assist them using a special tool. The medications will make you feel calm, reduce any nausea or painful symptoms, help you peacefully fall asleep in about 30 minutes to an hour. After you have fallen asleep, your heart will slowly begin to stop. At no point will you feel any pain or distress. In the intravenous method, three medications will also be used. A sedative, 
coma-inducing agent, and muscle relaxant, administered through an IV in your arm. These are the same medications used in surgery during general anesthesia, but at a higher dose. At no time will you feel any distress or pain. At any point in the assessment period, you may withdraw your request for an assisted death. At any point, even after the final consent has been given, you have the right to change your mind or reschedule the assisted death with no consequences. After passing away, family and friends can spend time with your body until they are ready to call a funeral home. They may wash or massage the body or spend time with you according to your wishes or theirs. If you are an organ donor or have arranged medical body donation, the next steps will have already been explained to you when making those arrangements. Reflection. What's important to you in a healthcare facility? What makes you feel safe and cared for?